Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the internal revolution, suitcase nukes, and massive arrests. So, first of all, a brief refresher. We have, I don't know, 1,700 new people in the last 28 days. So, a lot of them have not heard this, and it's very important that your brothers and sisters hear this. So, here's a brief, quick refresher. As you recall, Dimitri Dudeman was told that the fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America. In my opinion, that internal revolution is very, very close. Some people could even say that it's in the early phases of starting. Some people would even say January 6th started it. But anyway, the point is, uh, what I think it's going to be is when the good guys try to take back over the bad guys. That's the way I can say it to get it past the filters. So the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America in one hour. In my opinion, that happens about four or five months before Jesus returns. In my opinion, based upon the information I have at this point, it appears that we still have several years. Now, to the next thing. December 10 to 14, 2001, Terry Bennett said that he had the angel Gabriel came to him and showed him visions of the things that are coming. And here's the most important paragraph. He says, for a while, we'll have a fractional government in America. Why? Because of the internal revolution. The military will have to step in and seize control of our federal government. That's what you call it, an internal revolution. You'd call it a coup, but in all honesty, it'll be to help our nation. That's why the military will step in. A third confirming voice Jack Rigney, April 2, 2021, I saw in a dream armored battalion of tanks, Humvees, and roof-mounted machine guns, and armored personnel carriers with cannons go to the Capitol Supreme Court in the White House. And he goes on to say the Army personnel went back in, disarmed the people, took out all of the documents. He says that the military can take temporary control of a nation to arrest the evildoers and the wrongdoers, and that's why the Constitution would have it done. Under certain circumstances, the military can step in. So essentially, that's the basis that I want to talk about today. First of all, the internal revolution apparently is very, very close. Now, I've been thinking that for a long time, but it keeps appearing that it gets closer and closer. Now, let's go on. How to Radio Show.com headline U.S. aircraft put on full ground stop after North Korea launches a hypersonic missile. Now, essentially, what the article is going to say is that they called all planes on the West Coast to land immediately. Okay? Why? Well, North Korea launched a hypersonic missile. <laughs> what is that? That's a shot across the bow. That's what that is. That's saying that, yes, we can hit you. If we want to, that's the intended, intended message. He goes on to say that all civilian aircraft on the West Coast of the United States were put on full ground stop after North Korea launched a hypersonic missile measured at a speed of Mach 10, which is 7,672.69 miles an hour. No, America, at least not that we know of, America can't do that. The Federal Aviation Administration issued a ground stop order, then canceled it, then issued again within minutes. In total, flights on the U.S. coast were only held on, held on the ground for about 20 minutes. But the point is, the message, the shot across the bow, the warning, was filed. The missile launch in the North Korea was aimed at a harmless location out in the sea of coast, uh, off the sea, uh, coast of Japan. South Korea military tracked the missile reports. It was measured at 7,672 miles an hour. 
The missile test shows that North Korea now has hypersonic missiles, as does China, and we also better know that Russia does too. Now, he says, you know who does not have hypersonic missiles? That would be America. I think it's interesting that we have spent $778 billion compared to the other nations, and yet we don't have them. Is that because the Moloch and Ball worshippers are in control of our nation? Uh, yeah. Let's go on. There's more. Hal Turner Radio Show.com again. This guy seems to always have the right information, just doesn't understand how it relates to Bible prophecy, which is where I come in. China deploying troops into Kazakhstan. Remember what I said yesterday? Remember what the program was talking about yesterday? War is not coming. It has now started. It actually started January the 7th of 2022. He goes on to say, Chinese foreign minister has described anti-government protests in Kazakhstan as terrorism and pledged to protect the country against foreign interference. Foreign trained terrorists were behind the protests and they have, the troops have been ordered to shoot, kill, shoot to kill without warning. Now, the other thing that I read yesterday from the, the lady said that it has failed. So all of this, based upon what the prophecies are saying, is the early phases of what several years down the road is probably going to be the Russians attacking and defeating America. This is the spark that lit the candle. U.S. Army to begin formal training to fight against American patriots. Why would that be going on if the good guys were in charge? Well, the point is the good guys aren't in charge right now. The guys that want to have a new world order, the guys that want to put everybody on the mark of the beast, everybody has to take the mark of the beast in order to buy or sell, they're in charge. A realistic guerrilla war will be fought across two dozen North Carolina counties this month with young soldiers battling seasoned, quote, Freedom fighters, according to the U.S. Army, freedom fighters means American citizen patriots. Our army is now officially being trained to kill us. What happened to posse combatatus, right? Okay. The two-week unconventional warfare exercise will be staged January 22 to February 4 on privately owned land. Why privately owned land? Because they're going to be doing some things that the average American would not approve of. That's what that's saying. And it would be realistic enough to include the sounds of gunfire, blanks, and flares. It's called Robin Sage. <clears throat> what does that sound like? Kind of like Robin Hood, doesn't it? Now, Robin Hood was supposedly taking from the rich and giving to the poor. But apparently this is Robin Sage in the reverse where we're taking from the poor and giving to the rich. Does that make sense? Pineland covers counties primarily in southeastern North Carolina, as well as South Carolina. The administration is now officially training American troops to go after American citizens. Their enemy is freedom fighters, as in we the people, or as in the U.S. civilian population. Or, see, like right now, Australia is, the government has pretty much taken over. They're fining people five and $10,000, and they're pushing them around. There's, and the same thing is kind of happening in France. I mean, there's a lot of unrest. But I'll tell you where the unrest is. It's in those nations that turned over their guns. They know that they won't be able to get by with that in America without blood. So that's okay. That's fine. They're used to shedding blood. They're used to having sex with children and eating human flesh and killing people and cutting their heads off. That's all part of worshiping their god, Moloch. Okay? 
So it doesn't bother them a bit. That's fine. But they also know that there's going to be a fight. Let's go on. They're, they are preparing for civil war and the collapse of the United States of America because they know what they've done to the country is going to cause it to collapse. That's fine. See, the average American says, oh, no, that wouldn't be good for the company. country. That's going to that's gonna hurt the country. <laughs> They're saying, fine. Well, we want to take down the only Christian nation in the world. We want to see America fall. We want to see our guy, the beast, the Antichrist, set on the Ark of the Covenant. We want to see him in charge. So all of this fits our plan. So when you, you see JB doing crazy things, man, he's hurting the nation. He, he's not doing it by accident. He's not stupid. He's doing it by on purpose, <laughs> according to a plan. Kazarian Mafia suffer massive defeat as they lose their homeland. This is Benjamin Fulford, January 10th. He said, let us start with the rebirth of the Soviet Union. This was seen when the KM, or Kazarian Mafia, or the people whose homeland is in Ukraine, suffered a stunning defeat last week as they lost their ancestral homeland of Kazakhstan. Multiple sources agree. The country was attacked by 20,000 very well-trained, organized, and centrally commanded gangsters and terrorists, many of whom were, quote, speaking non-Kazakh languages. What actually happened, according to several of the sources, is the West, NATO, and CIA and some of those guys sent a bunch of people over there to try to overthrow Kazakhstan, and it didn't work. It failed. And so now they're scared to death that, that the Russians are going to go in, not only steal the, the Moloch gold and their money, but also reveal some big secrets that are going to possibly topple some other governments, according to the prophecy. The Khazarian Mafia, realizing that they were about to lose their money laundering, laundering base in Ukraine, tried, here it is, and failed to take over their ancestral homeland in Kazakhstan. Now... <clears throat> I agree, Russia's a bad actor, okay? I agree, no problem. But there are people that are worse than Russia, as in Moloch and Ball. <laughs> you know, I don't think the Russians believe in human sacrifice, but the Moloch and Ball people do. And they've been stealing money, probably the truth be known, stealing gold and silver for thousands of years. I was watching a, a special on TV last night, had a little few minutes, and I thought, i got to get away from this prophecy stuff. So what I watched about Hitler, it was talking about how Hitler actually believed that he was the descendant from some of the pharaohs. And, of course, the TV program was laughing and making fun, like, oh, he's he thinks he used to be a descendant from the pharaohs. Well, uh, the pharaohs probably are part of the group of the Moloch and Ball worshippers. And if the truth be known, it would not surprise me a bit, but what he really was of that bloodline. Many of those people, remember, they, they told Benjamin Fulford that we have, we have ruled this planet for thousands of years and we'll destroy it rather than give it up. Truth be known, probably all the way back to the Pharaohs, possibly even all the way back to the flood, these are the opposite of Cain and Abel. Okay. This is the Cain side. This is the side that is evil. It's so unbearably and unbelievably evil as Christians. It's repulsive for us to even talk about what they do. But that's what they do. And Lucifer sees to it. They have plenty of money and plenty of power and control and rule the world. Does that make sense? Let's go on. So here is the map. 
the Collective Security Treaty Organization. If you look at the red, that's Russia. However, if you look over in the green on the right side, that's Kazakhstan. Well, a lot of that area is actually the homeland, especially over in the Ukraine area over in here. I showed you in the map the other day. Uh, over in here is the homeland of the Moloch and Baal worshippers. And they have lots of gold and probably lots of money and also lots of secrets there, according to the prophecy I read yesterday, that they don't want the Russians to get out because they're pretty sure that the Russians will not approve of them. So when someone as evil as the Russians don't approve what you're doing, you must be doing some really, really bad things. And they are. Now, I've covered this several times, but it is so important that you understand this. Let me give you an overview again. For those of you who want to know, what are the biblical signs? I'm not talking about prophecies, Demetri Dudem and Henry Gruber, none of that stuff. I'm talking about from the King James Bible. What does the Bible say are the signs just before the Russians will attack and defeat America? Here they are. Revelation 14, 6. I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. So... When we see this, we know that the fall of America, I'm talking about the Russians attacking with nuclear weapons, is very close. As you recall, Matthew 24, Jesus speaking, says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world for witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. This is the gospel being preached to all nations, then the end will come. The next thing is, I saw another angel saying, Babylon has fallen, has fallen. Now, I'm going to explain. There's actually two destructions coming to America. The first one is because of sins in the church. The second one is because of the Christian martyrs or the Christian blood spilled. So Babylon has fallen, has fallen the great city because why? I know a lot of people want to say, well, it's abortion. Well, abortion is very, very bad. And it's certainly one of the big things God does not approve of. And that's, by the way, the one thing that the Moloch and Baal worshipers love so much is killing of the innocent, okay? But scripturally, that's not the reason. The reason God destroys America is because we corrupt the rest of the world. Look, look at what it says. Because what? Because what? Because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. What's that saying? Because she made all nations corrupt themselves and follow her to hell. Now, first thing is we see the angel flying in the midst of heaven. Second thing is we see America fall then, when America falls, it's Katie by the door. The beast, the Antichrist, can then force everybody to take the mark of the beast. And that's when the mark of the beast is actually introduced, where it says, I saw the third angel following them, saying with a loud voice, he's warning them, if any man worship the beast and his image, receive his mark in his forehead and his hand, the same shall be drink of the wine of the wrath of God that's poured out with that mixture into the cup of his indignation, all that sort of stuff. He's saying, if you take that mark, if you take that mark of the beast, you will be tossed in. By the way, you can cut off your hand, you can chisel, chisel it off your forehead, but you're not getting rid of it. You cannot repent of taking the mark of the beast. If you take that mark of the beast, you will be tossed into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet. A thousand years later, Lucifer joins them with no hope of escape, which is why you want to get my book, Miss the Mark. Get that, read it yourself, and then get it into other people's hands because the worst thing on earth is to take the mark of the beast. Let's go on. <clears throat> now, let me, let me show you something else about the last days. Seventh angel. Okay, so this is the day Jesus returns. This is the very last closing hours. 
Seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. That's when, it says, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. That's when Jesus returns on the last feast of trumpets. And there were voices, thunderings, lightnings, and there was a great earthquake. Now, what's the great earthquake? That's when Jesus arises to shake the earth terribly. That's when every mountain falls, every valley fills in, the crooked places are made straight, the rough places are made smooth. There's no more sea at all. The earth has turned to a nice, round, smooth ball, such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. The great city, meaning America, I believe, was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon, that's America, came in remembrance before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Now, this is the second fall. This is because she's killed the Christians. This is when every island flees away. The mountains are not found. The earth shakes. Now, I want to show you something you probably have not seen. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. That's 75 to 80 pounds. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail. So what's the deal with the hail? Okay. So why would there be hail? I think I've got my chart here. All right. So Jesus returns here on the Feast of Trumpets out here in the orange. But right over here, the sun gets seven times hotter. This is, see, the, the audible voice said the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. However, the fourth vial, the sun gets seven times hotter, Isaiah 30, verse 26. Then it goes out. It novas. It's another, like you walk into a room, you turn the light on, it blinks, it gets real light, and then it goes dark. So what happens to the sun? It gets seven times hotter, then it goes out. So about 72 hours before Jesus returns, the sun goes out. I mean, it's totally black, and it's not ever, 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 ever going to relight because when Jesus returns, he is the light of the world. So when it goes out, the, the kingdom of the beast is full of darkness. So the sun's gone out. Here's the question. Once the sun goes out, how long will it take before the earth begins to get really cold, really cold. Well, I've heard scientists say two weeks. I've heard them say 24 hours, but we know. See, because if the sun goes out here, and this is one, two, three days later, there's great hail. Because what happens is the earth's atmosphere drops so much that there's the, the amount of water, which is a lot, up in the atmosphere begins to form in great hailstones, and it falls. Most scientists say that they believe it will be anywhere from 7 to 10 feet deep of these giant hailstones that are anywhere from the size of a basketball to the size of a beach ball fall all over the earth. Now, birds survive, but very few things on the face of the earth survive. But he says, I make, all these, <clears throat> I make all things new. So if there was something that was extinct, something like that, I mean, like if all the whales, for example, to go extinct, he's going to make all of it over again, except there won't be any sea. Nothing no in the sea. No, nothing in the sea. Now, let me back up. Go back and show you where America falls. Okay, so Jesus returns the next time. This is the midnight cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. So he comes down here in a lamb body. He resurrects 144,000. If you aren't familiar with this, you need to get my book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. He comes down here, and then he walks around for about 50 days. 
Then on 50 days, on Pentecost, we arise and go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. All of this explained in the book. And that's where Jesus then changes from lamb to lion. He changes from prince to king of kings and lord of lords. About four months later, he returns here. And this is when we get our glorified body. Now, the fall of America, in my opinion, when the Russians attack, is going to be somewhere on about or around right in here, meaning about four, five, something like that, months before Jesus returns. Because, see, this is America's first judgment for sins in the church. This is America's second judgment for killing the Christians. Here's it is on a different chart. Again, the seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. Here is when America falls on about a rent. Again, the barley harvest, the wheat harvest here, and then the return of Jesus here for the second judgment. Sonia Craighead had a dream, I believe it was, 1-6 of 2022. I saw coming from the Gulf of Mexico out of this beautiful ocean views, a series of very fast moving things, missiles, that I don't know what they were. They were coming out of the ocean from the coast of Florida, west to be below Houston, off the coast of Texas. They went up and arched into the sky, then they went inland into U.S., and then they came down in U.S. cities. They became, they began close to the Florida panhandle and in nearly, but not quite concurrent order, they ended in Houston. Houston will make a direct hit. I don't know how many cities will be hit or the exact location of the other cities other than Houston because it all caught me off guard due to the rapid speed of the event. I think they hit six or eight U.S. cities nearly at the same time. Total destruction by massive fireballs and explosions larger than I've ever seen with horrific waves of heat going miles in every direction of where they landed igniting everything close to these terrible heat waves on fire with a huge fireball explosions that reached hundreds of feet into the air. Cities and towns were just suddenly gone, and intense explosions were all going on at the same time. I didn't comprehend what was happening, but because of the speed of how fast it happened, no warning, no time to evacuate, no time to escape this terrible fate. It was so catastrophic, it's hard for me to describe it in words. There wasn't debris after these explosions of fire. There was just huge, intense fires burning. Nothing. Nothing because everything was left. Nothing was left. It all took just a few seconds. Now, let me say something. <clears throat> Dimitri told me this joke. He said, two men ran across the bridge. He said, the first guy, he ran across the bridge. He didn't stop to pray. No problem. Second man, he came up to the bridge and he got down and he got on his knees, prayed real fervent prayer. Lord, protect me as I run across this bridge. And he ran across the bridge, halfway across the bridge, collapsed, and he died. How's that right in the eyes of the Lord? I said, I don't know. How? (laughs) He said, the first man, he prays all the time. He said, the second man, he just prays when he's in trouble. See, brothers and sisters, I think a lot of these are sent to warn us. What do you mean, Stan? I mean, it's time for us all to start coming out of the world. You know, we're not supposed to look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, walk like the world, dress like the world, have tattoos like the world. We should not be like the world. Matter of fact, if we have to tell someone we're a Christian, we need to clean up our act. It ought to be that all the people around us already know just from our walk and our talk and the way we live our life. They ought to know that we're Christians. So, If we want God's protection, I cannot tell you countless prophets, 
countless scriptures, countless times have all told us. Those people that wait until the last day to decide to receive Jesus, not good. I remember when I was, when I was a, a well, I think I was a teenager. And I thought, okay, so listen to the pastor speak and tell him about getting saved. I thought, okay, so I guess the best thing to do would be to live your life the way you want to until just before you die and then accept Jesus. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not right. No, what we want to do is stop sinning and repent and turn to Jesus now and walk with him so that when we get to eternity, we have many, many rewards with us. Just ask Jesus in your heart. Ask him in your heart. I can lead you in a prayer. But if you know how to order a burger, you know how to ask Jesus in your heart. Just ask. Now, I need to tell you about an upcoming meeting that Leslie and I have been invited to, and I want to invite you to come to it, too. So this lady out of Columbia, Missouri, has contacted us and asked Leslie and I to come and speak at a GLOW. Now, many of you know that it was once called Women's Globe, but this is both men and women speak. Don't get concerned about the name there. It's going to be us speaking at the meeting. Now, who's Leslie? Well, Leslie is my wife. She's a prophet, and she's a real prophet. She's not a bless your prophet. She is a prophet like under the Old Testament prophets. She's going to be talking on finding the courage to lead as a warrior and a second talk stuck in a rut hut. Now, the first one is kind of giving us courage to fortify our heart for the difficult times coming. The second one is how to not get down and depressed in the trouble that's coming. And she's also got a meeting coming up, Train the Prophets. While it's not all just for prophets, it's for anyone that wants to be trained as a minister. And it's coming up April 21 to April 24. You go to traintheprophets.com, find out all about it then. I'm going to be talking on two topics later on that afternoon. Noah's Ark confirms the Bible. We've talked about that, so I'll move on. I talked about it briefly. I'm going to be showing you pictures and everything. Also, I'm going to be talking about my new book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast, show you what the Mark of the Beast looks like, the number of his name, and all of that. Now, if you want to go, it's April 2nd, 2022. Doors open at 9. I'll speak. Actually, let's talk from... Uh, about 10 to about noon, and I take from about 1 to 5 in there. Registration is $25. That includes lunch. It's at the Drury Plaza Hotel, Columbia East. You do have to call and make reservations. So to do that, go to prophecyclub.com. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com So what we're asking you to do today is to get this book in DVD. Now, hang on, hang on. I'm going to put a challenge out there. I've had several emails come to me lately, and people will be repenting. I've been watching you for for years, and I never sent a donation until right now. And, oh, I'm really sorry. I know I should have a long time ago. But anyway, here's my donation. So let me first speak to all of the people that have never supported this ministry. I'm going to ask you this time to consider supporting it. 
And it's not about money. I want to get you excited about proving that the Bible is true. I think you will be so amazed by this book. It's it's book and DVD. This book is just high. Well, here's the picture of what we were just talking about. High quality, full color photographs, eight and a half by 11. Big, I mean, really nice stuff. And when I saw this book, I said, oh, I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have it because I've been there. I mean, Leslie and I've been there. We, we know this stuff's true. We've been there. You know, we got our own photographs, a lot of this stuff. This, if we really are in the last days, and I think we both believe we are, then, see, God has put archaeological evidence into the earth to convince those people that will be convinced. Some people you never convince. And what this book and DVD are is some is 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 giving you the ability to put in your hands the ability to explain the validity and the truth of the Bible. Now, here's what we're asking, okay? So the book is $75, but you can buy your $3,000 airline ticket. You can go to Turkey. You can go to Israel. You can spend four or $5,000 looking for this stuff. You won't find it. You will not find it. I'm telling you right now. You will not find the things that are in this book because you won't have God guiding you and directing you. Some places you can't even get into today. So for $75 for that book, bargain bargain. It's about winning souls. Now, this is a three and a half hour double DVD. That's only one disc. It's not two discs. It's one disc, but it's a, a double layer. It's three and a half hours. And this explains the things that are in the book. So you need both. Don't think about getting one or the other. Get both. So we're doing this. The DVD is 50. The book is 75, but you can get both of them for a hundred dollar donation at prophecyclub.com. Now, I got the, the box behind me to show you. We just got them in. We just got them in at the, at, the, at the warehouse, and we are all ready to ship book and DVD. All you got to do is go to prophecyclub.com and place your order, and if you want to, you can even have them overnighted to you. As you recall, Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to refresh your memory. Okay, so the story was the Pharaoh in Joseph's day so he has two dreams. The first one, he sees seven fat cattle and then seven lean cattle. Then he sees seven good ears of corn and the seven bad ears of corn. And he sees that the seven bad ears eat up the good ears. He couldn't get anybody to interpret it. So finally, he finally turns to the man of God. Joseph, he said, can you explain? He says, yeah, the two dreams are one message. And the one message is saying, God has shown the Pharaoh what he's going to do. He's going to bring seven years of plenty, which will be followed by seven years of famine. Pharaoh says, what should I do? Now, listen to this word, wheat. He said, store up wheat. And so what they did in those days, and Ron White said he found the place where they stored these massive amounts of wheat. So they stored up during the seven years of plenty, 20%, not 10%, but 20% what came in, they brought it all in. They were commanded to bring it all in. During the seven years of famine, that wheat fed the world. That wheat, not rice, not beans, not freeze-dried food, <laughs> wheat. Wheat fed the world. 
And that is also what happened to bring the wealth of the world into Egypt. Why? Because the Jewish people were living there and God was blessing them. Genesis 41, 54, 54 goes on to tell more about it, but here's the point is. He says that the seven years of dearth began to come. According to Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all the land, but in the land of Egypt there was rice cakes. No. Freeze-dried food. No. What is it that God uses to take care of his people in the famine? Well, the biblical example is bread. Genesis 41, 55 goes on to say, When all the, Egypt, the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for wheat, wheat bread. So what do you suppose in the seven years of famine in the last years, what do you suppose we should have to prepare for seven years of famine today? Perhaps the same thing, wheat. Let's go on. So here's what we've done. Now, I'm going to put up a video. It's about an hour long, and I'm going to explain this in detail, so I'm not going to go into it some, a whole lot here. But God has directed us to begin offering a way to where you can use wheat to feed you and your family, which is probably the cheapest and the best thing, in my opinion, out there, to have during a famine. So we've started a website, and I'm very excited to finally bring this to you. Hopefully it is all up and working come Monday when you watch this broadcast. But what you do to go to the website, and it's josephskitchen.com. Joseph's kitchen.com. You go there and the first page is going to look like this. So what you do, well, actually it's not the first page, but you click on shop and then it'll pull up this page. Then you click on right here, machines package, and it'll take you to a page that looks like this. First thing you have to do is get the machines because wheat has two weaknesses. One is it's difficult to eat the wheat berries. That's what they call them, not wheat seeds, but the wheat berries. You have to grind them up from the berries into making wheat flour to make the bread. And mechanical devices, uh, maybe I'll talk about that later, but they, they don't cut it. You have to have some kind of electric mill to take it from the berries to the flour. So what we've done is put together a package. Here's the mill. This grinds. We're going to send you a mill. Uh, to grind it to flour, then we'll send you a bread maker so that you put all the ingredients in your push a button. Two hours and 20 minutes later, you got a nice, hot, steaming loaf of bread, and it is good. We're also going to send you a bread slicer with a knife, so you can slice it up, a thermometer that you will use in the making of it, and also a set of beakers. I'm going to send you everything you need, plus instructions on how I have made over 50 loaves of bread. I had two slices this morning for breakfast and lunch. That's what I had. Matter of fact, that's the primary thing I'm eating anymore. So it's not just survival food. It's stand daily food. Okay, so first thing you need is a set of machines. Now, those will last for a long time, perhaps several years. We don't know how long, but anyway. First thing you need to get a machines package. Next thing is you need to get the wheat and all of the ingredients. So... You're going to order, if you have a mom and dad in a home, you'll order people uh, f food for at least two people for one year. That's 937 or a figure about 1000 bucks. And they, we send you the wheat in the pail so that the mice and the, it doesn't go bad, and it should last 7 to 10 years. Send you all of the ingredients you need, and you just click on Add the Cart. And also, if you want to have food for four people, then it's a little bit more. If you want to have food for six people, it's a little bit more. Now, you compare that, 
Okay, so you got to have the the mechanicals, which is about eight hundred, and then you have to have the actual food. Two people one year is about two thousand dollars, including shipping, that kind of a ballpark. Four people one year is about three thousand. Six people one year is about four thousand. But if you compare that to what it costs in other places, this is what you're going to find. You're going to find that most of them cost about ten thousand dollars per year per person. This is about $1,000 a year per person. What? Yeah, about $1,000 a year per person. So at that, (laughs) what we're offering you is about 10 times less than what all of these other survival food places, all these people selling survival food, my opinion, they're not doing it right. They're offering things that are very, very expensive. You shouldn't have to pay $10,000 a year to feed one person. But in most cases, it is. However, with wheat, if you do it our way, and it's not only is better for you, as the video I'm going to post up here, if you'll go watch it, it'll explain to you, but it's also far cheaper. So what do you do? I'd recommend that you go to josephskitchen.com. I'll back up here. There you go, right there. josephskitchen.com. Take some time exploring through it. What you want to do, if you've got, um, say, a mom and a dad, or if you've got, if you've got three people, matter of fact, if you've got two people in there, you might even want to order the four people one year package. Just make sure you got plenty. But definitely, if you've got more than two people in your home, you definitely want to get the four people one year package. If you've got, say, mom and dad and two or three kids, uh, you definitely want to get the six year package. But here's the thing for about $4,000 to $4,500, you can feed them all for a year. <laughs> Nothing else comes close. You can compare that. Most of the time, you'll spend $60,000 to feed six people for a year, not $4,000. Josephskitchen.com, best deal out there, I think. Now, maybe somebody who got a better deal. <laughs> uh, I haven't searched everything, but I doubt it. God used wheat in the days of Joseph to feed the world for seven years, and I think he's going to do it once again. So our prices are about $2,000 a year, two people, about $1,000 a year per person. Okay. Yeah. Give or take about $1,000 a year. So you got six people to feed. Yeah. Less than $6,000. So Leslie Johnson, I'm a prophecy student. Why should I come to your train the prophets? The reason you want to come to train the prophets is because you want to do more work for God. You want to be trained and equipped. And this is a safe place to come. You'll be able to prophesy more accurately. You'll know how to lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. But you're going to also know how to hear the voice of the Lord and be more accurate and understand He is speaking. That's why you want to come to Train the Prophets. Go to traintheprophets.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your profit. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.